first of all, why was the the microphone on the Price is Right so thin? I don't know. It was like why long was it like and that? thin. I don't know. I feel like he was like, like a, trying like to tell you, like, here's what my dick is. Wand. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine it with a long, thin dick. Yeah. Did you notice that he always held it with just his like fingertips? Yeah, I guess he, never, he did. Like, I guess he had to because the microphone was so, was so thin, thin you can't like just grab it. Break apart in his hands. <laughs> Why was it so Snap small? It. I've never seen another microphone like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's got to be, I don't know. I'm sure there's an answer to that. Oh, okay. So Reddit has, has a theory or maybe the truth about Bob Barker's microphone. Oh, what is it? They pulled people from the audience and immediately showed them start playing and pulled them onto stage so they couldn't use clip-on microphones or boom mics like most shows. You know, you're not guaranteed to be a guest. So the best thing to do was to give Bob a microphone to hold so that they could talk into it. It being long makes it so he doesn't have to put his hands right into their face to talk. So he can kind of like be elegant, you know, on the show, Mm -hmm. cruising around the stage. I I buy it. I don't know. There's This is not cited, but... um, I believe this. Well, they sell these. <laughs> when you Google Bob Barker microphone. Story? No, but it look, kind of looks like it. It actually looks like the thing where you get um, a pap smear. Okay. They sell one. It's only $150. You should get that. It's called We should get that just for each microphone. other. It would be yeah. so nice to just like talk to each other on those mics. You know what I mean? Like I'd love to see you holding that With thing. just our fingertips? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got to look at each other for a while. Might as well be looking at something I like. I would rather get like a Rhythm Nation headset. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we should get that. Though it's it's actually more, well, firstly, it's like Kate Bush, but it's also like, um, I don't know that Janet had, did she have one Rhythm Nation? Madonna did. You know, Madonna, Madonna did. definitely yeah. did. I did it when I worked at Old Navy. See, I always thought Madonna, but I guess I just didn't really put it together what I was seeing on Janet. Well, she is wearing like a lot of like military gear and (laughs) epaulets. That whole Jackson family loved those. Yeah. That's a very Jackson thing. It's like Captain Crunch and the Jacksons. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Latoya does love an epaulette. Yes. Michael obviously always was wearing something with insignias and chains and... Toward the end, Michael was dressing so much like B. Arthur. <laughs> he would wear a huge brooch, like a um, a loose, a, very, a billowy blouse where like the had a hemmed edge, you know, so you don't tuck it in. It's like a blouse that's made to not be tucked in. <laughs> it's like a very forgiving blouse. And then like loose arms, you know what I mean? Although B. Arthur was more into like three quarter length sleeves. She liked to show off those <laughs> <laughs> shapely forearms. Wait, did you ever did you ever hear did you ever see the B. Arthur clips that I took? It's the Archive of American Television. They did these insanely long interviews, like hours and hours and hours from like B. Arthur and Betty White and Rue McClanahan and uh, B. Arthur is like such an asshole, you know, just oh, like, really. Ju- uh, I mean, like, just like her normal way of talking is so caustic and 
full of <laughs> venom for no reason. <laughs> you know, there's this one, she was talking about foibles. Foibles. I don't know. Is, what the hell does that word mean anyway? Foibles. You don't know, do you? <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> what did she die of? I don't know. I mean, I thought they all just died of old age. <laughs> you know? Oh. Natural uh, causes. Speaking of which, okay, wait, wait. I had enormous breasts. <gasps> <laughs> Remember those loose blouses? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't do an intro. We didn't. Oh my god. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> better late than never. I guess. <laughs> Do you want to announce your news? Yes, I do. Big news. I don't have antibodies, which is such a fucking bummer. First time I ever got results from a test back that were negative and I was unhappy about it. Yeah, and I got positive and was thrilled. Yeah. So. Did you ever see Bob and Ted and Carol and Alice? Did you like it? Yes. It's so good. And also, Elliot Gould is hot. I, I did. I never realized that he was like sexy. Like, he's a sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like has like a build, you know. Well, the, you know, I, I will say, uh, he was just like one of those guys in the '60s that didn't really work out or need to per se to maintain a slender body type, albeit not um, sculpted in any particular way. So eh, the underwear scene was a little bit of a letdown for me, but I still would. And um, also uh, his face is so sexy. And also like I like his back hair even, you know, he's a man. It, it's just another thing you have in common with Barbara Streisand. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> well, then I then I Googled Ellie. You Gould. really like her taste. I do. <laughs> <laughs> That little that little mall she has under her house, I'd have that. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but then I I wanted to I you know she never would obviously talk about her lover's penis in public, but it did get me wondering about his penis. And there's no good information that I could find on it. Like sometimes you find the sites where they just like have a bunch of people describing the penis. That's all I want. Just tell me about what his penis is like. Uh, there but, any shots of him in like gray sweatpants or something? Well, there's a shot of him in this movie in uh, boxers. Uh, I'm sorry, briefs. And but they're weird, like granny panties, and his penis is all pushed up in them. He's not like hung by any stretch per his soft dick in this movie, but. A, who knows what that means for his hard dick. And B, I still want to know what the actual like dick is like. You know, I feel, feel like you see somebody in, in briefs on a movie set. You don't know anything about their dick. I can't really remember the way that they looked. It's how they made me feel. Right. Well, that's <laughs> what people say. Of dicks. But I do. I like can only remember dicks as like being like, oh, my God. Right. Or disappointing. And then everything else is in the middle. A blur. Like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but there aren't that many guys that were disappointing. I have to be honest. Like I, like I, I'm talking like where it's like oh, like we that's can't it. even that's really try. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I've encountered t- like two times where it was like wow. 
that like a micro penis. Nothing. Yeah, except it was like I would say it was like a little like because the micro penises when you Google them, the, yeah. a lot of times they just kind of look like a little ball, like a ball. So it's kind of like fat and short. These were I would say were like the size of my thumb in every way, like right. the thickness and the length. Right. I mean, it's tough, and, and I'm sure disclosure is a real quandary. You know, you fake it till you make it, and people will roll with you. Not everyone, but people will. You can not like me. Well, not you. So you shut it down. You were like, I'm not doing that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Wow. No Was way. that awkward? Yeah. Huh? Was that awkward? Oh, I know. I fucked him. But like, <laughs> never again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's already there. He's already there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Uh, but it wasn't satisfying. It was kind of mm. just like. Eh. If you have a micro penis. You know, that's what you have, but it is a very specific thing. So maybe that's not going to be on someone's, maybe someone might want another option to compliment your micro penis and great head would probably be that. Well, you should learn how to make a girl come. Come on. You know? Come on. Like, I think every guy that sleeps with women and every woman who sleeps with women, woman and every woman in the world if they want, <laughs> should be able to make a woman come. Because you know what? Every woman in the world could, should be able to make herself come. But some people can't. But oh. you would hope that people would have that freedom to try. Yeah. Or just get out of the way of my vibrator because it is bulky. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you don't have a micro penis. You have a mega penis. <laughs> no, it doesn't go in anywhere. I know. It's too big for that. Yeah, it's bigger than this microphone. It, yeah. It's like 11 Bob Barker microphones. <laughs> a bar a b Barker's dozen. Barker's dozen. <laughs> I said 11 in case it's 12. <laughs> this is Price is Right rules. The horseshoe crabs were mating last week. Wow, did you see them? Well, I saw them the next morning, the ones that didn't make it back into the ocean. Oh. They were dead. There was a lot of them, a lot. Wow. But they're going to do it again in at the next full moon. Cool. It's on May and June full moons. Wow. So I'm nice. going like, to actually go at night and watch this time. Yeah, watch the grunge around. See what it's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except I'm not going to get that close because I think I'd be kind of scared. Yeah. They're like, they're definitely creatures of war, it seems. Oh my God, you know? they're like 250 million years old. That's wild. Are they really? Yeah. They're like, yes. they're dinosaurs. Yes, they're dinosaurs. Yeah. How, what's the lifespan? Like 20 years. 20 years. Wow. Yeah. To be a fucking horseshoe crab. Horseshoe crabs? Yes. Wait, you know, they harvest their blood. Their blood has yes. like amazing properties. It's blue. looks like blue. It looks like yeah. Windex. It's yeah. like a cloudy Windex. Yeah. yeah, their blood is used for like um, tests and stuff. Yeah, it's it's really, really useful. There's something in their blood that helps you read blood tests or something like that. Right. They collect them all in Delaware and then they bring them to this lab and then they like take their blood and then they bring them back. <laughs> really? Yeah, cool. nice. they like they don't do well with spawning in captivity. captivity. Like it just doesn't happen. Yeah, they have to let them do it naturally. Huh. Anyway, um. Oh, can, so can I tell you about um the episode, the first episode of Life Goes On? Yeah. Please. Do you know? Do you know? Like, do you remember the rough outline of the plot yes. of that episode? 
I mean, well, I know that like the first season is about they decide they're going to mainstream Corky. Yeah. Well, that's how it, and, how it starts. Yeah. And it is like, it, it's a very nice show. It's definitely compassionate about the experience of having Down syndrome, but also having a Down syndrome, a person with Down syndrome in your family and all of that, you know? So the first episode is Corky going to this high school and his sister, he's in one of his sister's classes. Um, and there's also the popular girl in that class and the popular girl, hate her name's Rona. She hates the sister, but she's like really fake nice to Corky. She's so overly nice to him that it still reads as kindness. And then she copies off of Corky um, during during class on a test. And <laughs> but okay, so look, forward thinking, whatever. She she equal opportunity cheater. She's like, you know what? Maybe he knows something, and he tur- it turns out that he does actually. But she doesn't know that, so there's no real indication why she decided to copy off. Of, I mean, it's also like his first day, second day in school, and then they get caught, and then the teacher decides, well, like Corky must have been the one copying off of neurotypical Rona, so he sends him to the principal's office, and then. The mother, because the test is on Poe, Corky's like, I didn't cheat. I know Edgar Allan Poe. My dad used to always read me The Raven. And then Corky recites like the first half of The Raven. (laughs) And and I think he says, should I go on? And the mother is like, Patty Lapone is like to the principal. She's like, he can do the whole thing as I'm sure you can. And the principal is like, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wish I was smart enough to know the Raven by heart. <laughs> what? Um, Chad Lowe was also like a Becca's later boyfriend. And I believe he has AIDS in the show. Really? Like they, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Do you have any thoughts? I mean, I could talk about something. Oh, no. That happened <gasps> to me. Oh, no. It's a little bit, uh, it was oh, no. traumatic. Oh no. For me. Oh my God. Uh, and I don't mean to be dramatic about it. It's but okay. It was. You can, you can talk ta- about it. It was difficult. So when Vince was here, I got constipated. Yeah. Like, I just can't be comfortable. I'm just not comfortable pooping when other people are around sometimes. Sometimes okay. I am. It's like, it's really weird. Like, we went, when I went camping last summer, I was able to take a crap in the outhouse because no one was awake yet and I was doing my thing in the morning. Right. And that actually really surprised me. But like when I was in Iceland and I was like sharing a hotel room with like five people, I just like couldn't do it. I'm, you know, and, I have to say I'm surprised because you like talk about, <laughs> you talk about farts and shit so much that I would think that you had no hang up here at all to hear you talk. It, I have no control over it. It's like my my brain. It's like it's something, some kind of something in my psyche. I have no idea. Yeah, but I will say that when if I miss a day, because I can only ever poop in the morning, I have like a window, <laughs> and if I miss the window and I miss a day, then it gets harder. Literally, the shit gets harder, and it starts to like build like a barrier, and then the rest of the shit can't get out of my butthole because there's this like barrier, and it right. like I don't have to out. pass it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, so. Right. I was getting like freaked out because it had been like four days and I and I didn't shit and I was like I have to go to CVS and get enemas. I got a ch- like chocolate laxatives 
And then I got a box of enemas and they were like mini enemas. And I figured I'll just do these this mini enema. Like how bad could it possibly be? Um, I was in the bathroom on the floor. <clears throat> I did the whole box. Of enemas? Of enemas, the whole box. Okay. In the course of like an hour. Oh, and no. I only like rabbit pellets came out. And I was like, this is impossible. Like, how how am I going to? It's like, I have to shit at some point. I looked pregnant. Um, Did, you know, I've been eating Vince like three aware, square meals. Was Vince aware huh? that this was happening? Oh, he drove me to CVS. To okay. All right. All right. Um, I know. I was talking about it constantly. It was all I could think about and that's, talk about. That's so weird because like, I would think that like, if you had these anxiety issues, you would be not okay with revealing the fact that you had them, but. It's really just on a deeper level than that. You could talk it, about it. It really wow. is. Yeah, it okay. really is. All right. He poops like four times a day. Yeah. So it was that that was also frustrating. So anyway. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> so then I took an extra two chocolate laxatives and I was like, I'm gonna have to blast this out. How did they how and, did they taste? How I Oh, they were really good. I like them. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like chocolate. Good. I remember seeing like laxative commercials on TV as a kid and being like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It looks good. It looks good. Is it how like chocolatey is it? Like a thicker it? brownie. I like I wonder what the highest quality chocolate laxative there is. I you know I don't know I mean like, I bought the CVS brand it was pretty good. What was the what was the cacao percentage? <laughs> but anyway, so then as we were going getting ready to go to bed, I just knew that I just didn't feel right, and I every time I would lay down, I would be like, oh my god, and I'd have to get up. <laughs> Honestly, it was like I felt like I was going into labor and I was ha gonna have to give birth into the toilet I think Vince went to bed at 11 and I was just up by myself for hours shitting my brains out I had got this like big block blockage out and it ripped my butthole and my perineum so bad yeah I like split and my butt has never recovered it hasn't recovered and it's been over a week now um <laughs> episiotomy <laughs> i i know and so i i couldn't have sex from behind oh my god for the rest of the time he was here and but you could have it from I, the front yeah having it from the front just seemed better just because i didn't like my butt like literally feels like it's inside out oh my god. um i know so then we had, I had to go back to cvs or no actually i went to acme to get <laughs> um, preparation h yes <laughs> But I'll tell you this, I am like clockwork when I'm just in my regular routine, you know? Okay. Well, uh, I don't get, I don't have like issues, but this was a bit, this was a big one. This was bad. You won't have that poop sitting there for a prolonged time at all if you take psyllium husk because then you get like regular, regular, regular. I don't know. I mean, I took Adderall. I went on a 10-mile bike ride. I went on a 7-mile bike I, ride. You haven't taken psyllium husk. Do you think that the bike rides were hurting? Do you think that it was like kind of put, impacting my shit more? Like Because no. the, of the seat no. that was like pushing it? No. I, I, I don't okay. know, but I don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, let's see. Can bikes constipate you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It seems like no one has looked this up. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we should um 
go. Poop. <laughs> number two. Number two. <laughs> so thank you for listening to this show. Um, if you want to hear more, because we're just going to keep talking, we're just like leaving you, but not each other. You can go to Pot Psychology. <laughs> I'm sorry, you got to patreon.com slash pot psychology. We're going to answer questions too, reader questions um, in the bonus episode. And um, we also have this book club you might want to check out. It's really fun, honestly. I've, I have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Um, and the meetings are really good. All the people who participate are really awesome. Right. Um, and this month we are reading This is Big by Marissa Meltzer. Yes. It's um, part biography of Gene Nadich. Is it Nadich? No, Gene Nadich, who founded Weight Watchers. Yeah. And part memoir of Marissa's, you know, weight loss struggles. And because she goes on Weight Watchers. Right. While she's doing this book. And has done, yeah, she's done a lot of writing and sort of thinking about Weight Watchers going into it too. She's had a history with Weight Watchers. Yes. Um, and she's going to be joining our next book club Zoom meeting. Yeah. On June 8th. So you can go to patreon.com slash pot psychology to find out how to sign up. It's fun. You know? I love this book. I mean, I read it, you know, I already read I really it like it a lot in the beginning, but it's so good. Yeah. I'm into it. So anyway, we're doing that and we're going to keep talking to, we're going to answer questions and probably talk about more stuff. I have thoughts about Nancy's mother and <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street that I haven't shared yet. Maybe we'll talk okay. about that. I mean, she is just really a piece of work. Um, so yeah. who knows? She. I mean, she She's really... Not- she She's, drinks. She does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's save it. Let's save. This is a precious conversation now. Let's save it for the paywall. Okay. All right. <laughs> See ya. All right. Goodbye. Bye. When music is by your side, don't break the cover line.